and I couldn't reason it. I haven't been able to figure it out. And God spoke to me and said, I have given men commandments of things that they cannot do so they can realize the need of me. I got it better now. I understand it much better now. But the disciples was challenged because Jesus told one guy, get me Matthew chapter 19 and follow me real good. And when I talk about messages like this, you know, people try to keep their face straight because they don't want people to know that they're struggling. <laughs> and I can come down here and tell you you're going to get a new car. I'm going to take my towel off this morning. I don't want to choke. <laughs> could, you, could you help me? You know, we like to put that, that face on. And the problem is, 90% of the church is struggling. Amen. Even you all that got your nice, beautiful, Holy Ghost prayer robe, cap and gown. <laughs> Them caps don't keep your mind from struggling. <laughs> that gray and black. Thank you, Sister Pope. I thank God for you. I got a good amen over there. It doesn't stop over there in the mother's corner. And good to see you over there, Sister Hazel. She done graduated to the mother's corner. Yes, I'm coming for you too, Sister Jefferson. You're next. <laughs> but, but turn with me quickly. Turn with me to Matthew, the 19th chapter. Now, it's going to take me a few minutes this morning. Y'all work with me, pray with y'all, shout it with y'all, so y'all bear with me. <laughs> 19th chapter, 19th chapter of Matthew. And I want to get uh, verse... Number 16, and behold, one came, uh, and behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I should inherit eternal life? And verse 17, and he said unto him, Why call me good? There is none good but one. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So Jesus said, Keep the commandments. And he said, Which? Jesus said, Thou should not. Murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy mother and thy father, thou shalt not thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And verse 20, the young man said in him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What like I? And you know, uh, being saved, be careful, watch this sound, sir. Being saved. Everybody got that one particular hang up that you struggle with. Oh yeah, you do. With your cute self, your deep self. And Jesus named stuff the boy was doing. He said, I got it. If that's all I got, all of these I have kept from my youth up. How many know you know there's some things that God has required you that you have no struggles with? Some of y'all don't have no drinking problem. They ain't never drunk before in your life. Don't have no smoking problem. Don't have no lusting problem, no funicating problem, no adultery problem, but you got an attitude problem. So some of y'all start acting funny now. It's coming out in church this morning. Some of y'all got a gossiping problem. And every now and then we'll say amen to all this stuff when we're preaching. Now some of y'all be saying amen, amen. And I say something as you go back to your seat and sit down. <laughs> I know I be done hit a nerve. 
But this man came to Jesus with that, that high and mighty attitude. So I've done all this stuff. And he said, what do I like? Verse 21, Jesus said to him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto him, and, and I want to share with you, there are things that God has required us to do, they don't bother us at all. But there are some things that God asks us to do, they cause sorrow on us. They cause turmoil and conflict. They cause agony and problems. They are there. And when Jesus mentioned to him that he had to do this, he went away sorrowful. It hurt him. He felt that. In verse 23, then Jesus said unto the disciples, Bellabalus said to you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again he said it is easier for a a camel to go into the eye of a leader than that a rich man would enter into the kingdom of heaven. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed and said, who then? Because they know what Jesus was asking was very difficult. They said to Jesus, with all this that you just told us, who then can be saved? And when you think about it and I look at your life, my life, and everybody's life that's in here, and how we as saints of God press and struggle and fight. We don't talk about it. There are fights that you're going on in your house, fights going on in your mind, fights going on in your job, fights that are going on within you, and we don't really talk about things like this in church because this is the place that we come to act saved, but really, we're struggling. And the disciples just came straight out. There's 12 of us, and there's a lot of people in. He said, who then, the way you just describe it, shall be saved? Because Jesus said to them, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Now, please uh, 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 don't mix that up. Because a lot of people, I had a preacher one time who was unlearned in the scripture. He got a, a needle and said, see, Jesus said it's easy to get a, a camel through that needle. But that's not what Jesus is saying. What 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 it was in in Jerusalem when you traveled, there was two gates to go in. There was a gate for the human to go in, and there was the eye of a needle, and uh, the I'm sorry, there, there was the the, the 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 camel's gate and the animal's gate, and then the eye of a needle. The eye of a needle was just tall enough for a man to go through. It was tall enough for a man to go through, but. The camera, sometimes because of the crowd, would have to go through the eye of a needle. But in order for him to go through the eye of the needle, if they had luggage on him, and the camera has this hump, they had to unload the luggage, and he had to get on his knees as a camera, and they had to push him in. And what Jesus is saying to us, sometimes to try to get in, we got to unload some stuff, and get on our knees and be pushed in the kingdom. Being saved is not an easy task. It is not something that you just come to church, I thought it was, you thought it was, and you feel like you may think it's effortless, you just get saved, get the Holy Ghost. Speak. If folk really told you the truth, after you get baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, that's the easy stuff. 
after that, the temptation and the fight and battle, they are still there and it does not make you less vulnerable to it because you're speaking in tongues. Y'all ain't saying nothing. See, the deep saints ain't saying nothing because they want y'all to think they have overcome and they have, but you haven't. Amen. Thank God for the real amens. So when you, when you look at this, look at this, get me towards, uh, get me Philippians chapter 3 and uh, 14. Philippians 3 and 14. You all going to give me a few minutes? Philippians 3 and 14. Look what Philippians 3 and 14 says. 3 and 14 says, I let me get verse 3. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. This is Paul. He said, you know what? I want y'all to know because this is Apostle Paul here. This is 3 and 13. He said, I don't count myself to have apprehended. I don't count myself to have made it. He said, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards them all, which means it is not going to be something that's easy. It is a press reaching the mark that God wants you to be. Now we can sit down and make it look easy and talk easy, but the fact is there are people here and you know that you're pressing to be what God wants you to be. There is a struggle involved. There is a fight involved. In fact, sometimes every morning you wake up, there's something you fight with. And sometimes there are things that grab a hold of you, grab a hold of your flesh, grab a hold of your mind that you don't turn loose. And for weeks and weeks and days and months and months at a time, you're pressing and fighting with that thing. There is a press involving salvation. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? I pressed. Let me give you this. I want you to look with me quickly to the book of Luke 16. Luke 16. Uh, in 16, Luke 16 and 16. Uh, let, let me give you this before we go there. Uh, yeah, it's 16 and 16. That's it. Luke 16 and 16. Uh, it is a press. Tell somebody else a press. Uh, I didn't know what the saints meant when they sang the songs. I feel like pressing my way. I feel like pressing my way. It's a press. Luke 16 and 16. This, these are the words that it says. It says this. 16 and 16. The, uh, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man, every man, and I want y'all to get this. It doesn't care if you're the apostle. It don't care if you're the bishop. It don't care if you're the district elder. It don't care if you're mother. The kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. The problem is sometimes, amen, we don't address the press, amen. Uh, in First uh, Peter chapter 4 and 12, in fact, to deal with the struggle and the fight and the battle of salvation that is there. First Peter 4 and 12. Amen. If you think that when you get saved, that you're going to get saved and you're going to like just run in and they're going to say, whoop to do I made it. No. The Bible say you're going to barely make it. We are going to barely make it. So it tells me that there is going to be some real serious warfare an engagement that I won't be just running in there like I just know. Look, look what it says. Hallelujah. In the book of First Peter chapter 4 and 12. Uh, 4, let me go down to 4 and, 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 and verse uh, number 18. And if the righteous, now these right folk, if the righteous shall scarcely, y'all see that, be saved. 
where shall the ungodly in the sinner appear? It means if the righteous shall scarcely, that means there is not this ease mentality that is not going to be some battle, that is not going to be some fight. Because I want to, I'm saying this because there are people who got saved and people who are saved and are experiencing struggles and experiencing battles. I had a young man call me this morning. I won't call your name, but he called me this morning and told me, said, Pastor, he texted me, said, I'm battling because I find myself smoking and I'm battling with that. And, and this is a battle and it's a fight. And you know, sometimes we just ignore the battle that's involved in being consistent with God and staying saved. Y'all ain't saying nothing, but the righteous gonna scarcely make it in. With everything I got, with everything I'm putting in, it's still a battle, but it's a battle that I'm willing to fight. Somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Put them together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. I'm, I'm saying this because sometimes when something come in your spirit, something come in your mind, a thought come in your mind, a thought to sin, a thought to do wrong, a thought to go back, a thought to smoke, a thought to drink, a, a thought to fornicate, or that grips you. It shocks us as saints that as long as I've been saved, that something like that crossed my mind. It shocked us as saints. Hey man, y'all looking deep, but it's the truth. As long as I've been saved and I have not smoked a joint in 10 years, the pressure got on me so strong that I want to go smoke a joint. Y'all ain't said nothing. It, 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 it shocks you that you've been in the church 30 years, 40 years, and you're a mother and suddenly saying, drink some moonshine. You know, amen. It, where did that come from? But the Bible said in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4 and 12, uh, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you and that as some strange thing happened to you. When you get these things bothering you, or these things coming to your mind, don't think it's strange because you do have an adversary. There is a devil. You do have a fight. Don't think it's strange like you this strange because the devil will tell you because of what you're battling with and because of what you fight with, the devil will bother you and then tell you you ain't saved. The devil will bother you and didn't tell you you don't have the victory. Amen. It is about being tempted. It is about being fought. It is about being tried. My God, somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God praises. Amen. Give me Acts chapter 14 and 22. Acts the 14th chapter in the 22nd verse. Acts 14 and 22 says this. 14, 22 says, And when he had removed him, he raised up unto uh, David. I'm sorry, 14. I want 14 and 22. 14, 22. Amen. Confirming the souls of disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. If you think that you're not going to have some tribulations, you're not going to have some trials, and you're not going to have some troubles, and you're not going to have some battles entering in the kingdom of God. Amen. You are deceived. Every demon in hell is going to fight you. 
Everything that can come against you is going to fight you. Your family is going to turn against you. Your friends are going to turn against you. Church folk are going to turn against you. And God don't want you to think it's strange when your own mama won't speak to you. God don't want you to think it's strange when your brothers and sisters treat you wrong. God don't want you to think it's strange when you come in the house of God and there's a child of God supposed to be saved and they start lying on you and saying stuff about you. That's not true. Don't think it's strange. God said what I want you to do when you're persecuted, I want you to rejoice. I want you to tell the devil, I expected this to happen. I know when I got saved, I was going to have something to come against me. I got somebody say hallelujah. God is preparing us for trouble. He's preparing us to go through something. Everybody that's battling with something right now, you ought to put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Our problem today, amen, we are so busy looking at all the promises of God, looking at all the blessings of God, looking at all these good things God has promised that we don't read the fine print. Sometimes you go buy stuff, you don't read the fine print. But there's a fine print. Yes, God will heal you when you're sick. Yes, he was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. Yes, all these things and all these promises. But you got to read the fine print. Folk going to lie on you. Folk going to persecute you. You're going to go through something in your flesh. You're going to have battles in your mind. You're going to feel like giving up. Amen, you got to read the fine print. And if you read the fine print and still want to be saved, hold on, child of God. Keep on fighting. I know that you're going through something, but read the fine print. Because if you read the fine print and still want to be saved, you can make it. With every trial, with every trouble, with every temptation, with every fight, I have read the fine print, but I'm going to try to make it anyway. My God, tell somebody I'm fighting. Tell somebody I'm struggling. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't got to sit here like you ain't struggling. The person next to you is struggling too. Some of them are struggling to sit by you because they don't like you. Amen. They're struggling too. They can look deep if they want to. Look at them telling me, you're struggling too. I don't know what you're struggling with, but I know now unto him that's able to keep me. That's what I'm depending on. I don't depend upon myself. And I know my capabilities. I don't have no confidence in the flesh. Don't you have no confidence in your flesh? I don't care how many clergy collars you put on. I don't care how many robes you put on. Flesh is still flesh. Amen. Y'all ought to put your hand together and give God praise. I like the way some of y'all just look deep, you know. Like you all right, like you good, and just cuss your whole family out on the way to church. Just lift both of your hands and say, Lord, I want to be saved. Say, so, Lord, my spirit want to be saved. Say it again, my spirit want to be saved. Now look at the person next to you and say, now my flesh is a different story. Oh, y'all act like you don't want to say that. Sometimes there's a battle. Sometimes there's a battle. Anything that God mentioned in the scriptures, when it comes down to promises, deal with two people. It always deal with twins. 
always deal with twins. Amen. There's Abel, Cain and Abel. There's Jacob and Esau. They're twins. They look alike, but they're fighting each other. That flesh sometimes look like my spirit, but it's fighting my spirit the whole time. Amen. Fighting me, battling, and we're warring. Sometimes I want to go to church in the flesh. Uh, can, can, I, can, I, can I use you, Ella? Amen. Here go my spirit trying to go high in God. Let's get down here. Let's get down here. Yeah. Amen. Uh, uh, Evangelist Palmer got on his suit. Amen. Walk over here. Go my church. My flesh says I'm going to church. I'm going to serve God. My spirit is going. My flesh says, get back over here. I don't know if you ever feel your flesh pulling you back. My God. We're going on that way. I was glad when they said unto me, I can do all things in that flesh. Get yourself back here. You know you like that. You know that look good. You come on right there. Look at Amen. My God, you skipping and hopping and praising God and that flesh will pull you back down. But you got to have somebody that's strong enough to say, I'm going to fight. It is a 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 battle. Trying to stop drinking. Trying to stop smoking. Trying to stop doping. It's a battle. But you lose when you stop fighting. I was always taught, I don't care what you do, keep swinging. My God, keep swinging. Because you may be able to fight yourself out of it. And I done got in some real serious fights. My God, none got beat down. But even on the ground, I kept swinging. Because it don't take but one punch. My God, somebody. They done got the best of it. They done hit me. Done got me through the ground. It don't take but one punch. It don't take but one praise. The one service may pull you out of it. So don't put your hands down. This may be the service that you get a punch and come out of it. Don't stop praising God. I will bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, don't stop fighting. Tell them again, don't stop fighting. Can somebody give God a praise this morning? Come on, put your hand together and praise him. Our problem is 1 Timothy chapter 6 and 12. We don't see this. Fight. Everybody say fight. Fight. The good fight of faith. The Lord spoke to me. And he told me what the problem is. And one of our biggest challenges. And it hit me. It hit me. Now, I don't want anybody to try to jump on me. But I feel like I'm a pretty good fighter. Amen. I didn't say that to get no challenges because I'm too old to do that now. Amen. I have to come with another method. But I felt like in the day and in the time, I felt like I could handle myself pretty good. I could fight pretty good because I had a choice. Because back then they tell you either you beat up who beating you up or you get beat up when you get home. And I didn't want two whippings. I didn't want a whipping on the streets and a whipping at home. So I did everything. And if I did get beat up, I didn't want anybody to know. So I didn't come home crying. I just sucked it up and took a few of my cousins and said, let's see, can we handle it tomorrow? But I didn't go back home telling nobody because I felt like my, my, my sisters and brothers felt like we had a reputation to hold up. Sometimes it got lost. Sometimes I let the banner down. I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't win every fight. 
But I did fight. Amen. And if you were going to fight me, you're going to have to go through something. But you know, uh, every now and then you get in a fight and you get with somebody that know how to throw a right blow. And I was thinking about it, you know, we do pretty good, and I watch us, we testify pretty good, we shout pretty good as long as ain't no punches coming. And it is easy to live saved with no problems. And you can tell when the devil ain't fighting you back because you're doing good, you're testifying, you're singing, you're shouting, everything's going well. But when an opposition comes, uh, I'm a pretty good I think I, I think I can play football pretty good. Y'all don't think so, but I do. I think I'm a good football player. And I can guarantee you, I guarantee you, now y'all hear this good, I want you to get it. I guarantee you that when I play football, every single time I get that ball, I'm going to make a touchdown. I ain't lying, I'm telling you that. That's a promise. That's a promise. Yes, I said it, Jordan. Yes, I said it. Every time I get that ball, I'm going to get me a touchdown. As long as ain't nobody over there challenging me. I promise you that as long as there's not a defense, I will make it. And matter of fact, many of you, you will be saved as long as you don't have a problem. As long as your flesh don't bother you, your mind don't bother you, your saints don't bother you, your family don't bother you, you'll be fine. And that is the mentality that we have. Because look how well we do when we ain't fighting. Look how well we fight and how well we make it, how we testify and shout when there's nothing facing us. When my brother taught me how to fight, I was so ready to fight. You know, I, I said I was going to be a boxer. I thought I was... You know, that was when, that was when, look, look, look. I thought I was going to be a boxer. And my brother was teaching me how to fight. And I went out there and he told me, he said, all right, look, bro, I want you to get out there and show me what you got. That's what my brother told me. And I loved my brother and I did just what he said. I went out there and showed him what I got. I was swinging all kind of ways. He said, that's good. I mean, I was just going and going and, boy, he said, that's good. Then he said, boom. I said, what was that for? He said, number one, if you're going to fight, you can't only throw punches. You got to know how to take one. Then he taught me how to fight being punched. Take my mind off the pain. And don't get, don't get, don't lose direction because when I get a hit, it is not only to make me hurt, but it's to stop me from punching. So the hit is to stop me from hitting them. And sometimes we can punch the devil until he hit us. And when we hit us, we stop. So our praise is good as long as we don't hit with something. But we don't know how to respond. You can't just punch, but you got to know how to respond. You hit me, I'm hitting you back. You jab me, I'm jabbing you back. I feel something in my flesh, I'm going to the prayer room. It's hard to respond. It's hard to respond when it hurts. It's hard to respond when you feel it. Come on, y'all ain't said nothing. It's hard going to a prayer room and you got all of this pressure 
on your mind, all this pressure in your flesh. It's hard to respond when you got all this anger and hurt that people are doing things to you and they're still doing it. They put it on Facebook. It's hard to say, pray about it and seek God about it. They're lying on your face. It's, it's hard to do that. But somehow, I got to get in my mind. I got to forget about the pain and say, I got to keep punching. Because if I don't keep punching, they're going to beat me down. If I put my hands up, they're going to get an advantage. I need somebody that's going through something right now. I want you to throw a punch back. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to give God glory. I'm going to give God praise. I can't. I can't afford to walk in here and not do nothing. I can't afford to walk in here and not just sit down and put my hands down. Yes, I'm going through, but I got to respond. I got to respond. Is there anybody here that's going through something in your mind, going through something in your flesh, going through something in your family, going through something, hallelujah, and you're going to respond this morning. Give God the praises and say hallelujah. I don't know if you've ever been hit with something that when it hits you, it takes the breath out of you. I was fighting with one of my cousins named Rob. This is when I retired. I gave up boxing. We were fighting and boxing and he hit me in my lip and in my eye. And I saw the heavens open. That story that the Lord told Abraham, I'm going to bless you as the stars of the sky. I saw them stars in the middle of the day. I went to run for the tree, and the tree was running. <laughs> when, you, when you're about to fall out, when you're about to pass out, you go to reaching the stuff. And I was saying to myself, why that tree running? When I got up, I took my gloves off. It was my gloves. My mama brought them for me. I delivered them to him and gave them to him. I said, here, cuz, these yours. I don't need these no more. I decided I wasn't going to be a boxer. Amen. Then I went to doing karate. Hallelujah. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, in 25, hallelujah, 9 and 25, it says, And every man that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crime, but we are incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air. A powerful scripture. Because Paul said, "I'm not fighting." You know, when 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 you when you're boxing, you know you you you, you know you, you you're just going in in the air. He said, "I'm not fighting as one that beat the air," and many of us fighting as one that beat the air. Our shouts as one that beat the air. But when you're fighting as one that beat the air, you're good. But you got to have an opponent. And everybody that is fighting but don't have nothing that you're going through, you're just beating the air. But if you have a fight that you're going through, and then the fight is not always external. Sometimes the fight that I'm going through is an internal fight. James chapter 4 and 1. James 4 and 1. Before you get James 4 and 1, get me First uh, Peter 5 and 8. First Peter 5 and 8. 
I have to admit, one time I bust my own lip. I was fighting and got so involved in the fight, I hit myself. I don't know if you ever done that. One time my mama was hitting me and she hit herself and hurt herself. Then I got it again for what she did to her own self. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober and vigilant because your adversary, everybody say adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. So, so I have an adversary, I have a fight, I have, I have an opponent. And sometimes the opponent that I'm fighting with is not the devil. Sometimes I'm my own enemy. Sometimes I'm on my own fight. And we have to acknowledge that sometimes we are our own fight. Paul said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Sometimes I'm fighting against me. And boy, it's hard to fight against yourself. Because when I'm fighting against you, I don't feel the pain. But when I got to punch myself. Can you imagine taking your hands and hitting yourself? How much pain that can cause? How much agony that can cause because you fighting yourself? But sometimes I am my own enemy. And when I am my own enemy, it hurts me when I got to fight what is me. Y'all ain't saying much. Come on, somebody. You ought to say hallelujah. Look at this. Book of James chapter 4. James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Uh, from whence comes wars and fightings. Look at this. Wars and fightings among you. They not uh, uh, come, come they not hence, even of your own lust that war in your members and your members in your body uh, is your body. So whence comes wars and fightings? It's in my own members. And un until we recognize that there is a part of us that is us, it is not always satanic. The battle is sometimes us. And I've got to get a strategy of how to fight me. That's the hardest battle is going to ever be is fighting yourself. Sometimes attitudes ain't of the devil. People just make you mad. And I know that people like to put the devil on everything and they, the devil rebuke you. Say, but there are some people that make you mad enough. You don't need the devil to get mad at them. You don't need the devil to get attitudes at them. When people are lying on you and doing certain things about you, you don't need, need the devil to beat somebody up or jump on somebody. That's something that I have to deal with with my own self. Somebody ought to put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Come on, give God a praise and say thank you, Jesus. Uh, give me quickly the book of Luke chapter 4. And our fights are seasonal. It is not always and this is what confuses us and bothers us because the things that we go through, they're seasonal. They're seasonal. Sometimes you just get through a, a moody place. Seasonal. Y'all with me? I don't know if you ever just been sitting out, wasn't nothing wrong and anything wrong. You just, you just had an attitude from nowhere. You came to church, you ain't feel like being bothered with nobody. Saints coming up to you smiling and got their hands right like that. I mean, you're, many, you, you're saying to yourself, I, I sure wish they'd leave me alone. You sitting in church and they coming, they coming and 
Uh, I was glad when they said, and they smiled, and the whole time they come to you, I said, oh, there she is again. She needs to leave me alone. If, if one more person come over here hugging me, I'm gone. And then, then, then you got Miss Wanna Prophesy come. Ain't got not one link of prophecy. Not even one, not even an inch of prophecy. Gonna prophesy and say, God says it's gonna be all right. He working on your family. Ain't got nothing to do with your family. You just sitting there got a bad attitude. Now that double, now that double because you said, ain't nothing wrong with my family. They over there judging. Come on, y'all. <laughs> but it's seasonal. There are seasons that your flesh is bothering you. Summertime. Y'all ain't saying nothing. There are seasons that your finances, but there are even seasons that you ask yourself, why am I saved? Why am I in this church? I've been down here in this church 20 years, don't look like I got nothing. I don't look like I'm prospering, I'm down here, I'm, I'm saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I remember one time I was seeking the Lord and praying, and the devil told me just as clear, he said, you look so foolish down there. I was on my knees. I was calling on Jesus. I was trying to say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the devil hit my mind. I was, cause I was, I was, I was taught. We had Tuesday night terrorist service. I was just Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I wanted something, Jesus. And the devil said, you look like a fool down there just saying, Jesus, Jesus. And then I could hear it in my mind. Jesus, Jesus, in my mind. The devil will bother you. And it comes in seasons. There are seasons sometimes some of y'all feel like you're about to crack up. You feel like you're about to go crazy. There's so much of pressure going on in your mind, so much of thoughts going on in your mind, you feel like you're about to crack up. There are seasons that the enemy will bother you and make you want to go get a drink. <laughs> as safe as I am, one day I was sitting down there red lobster and the devil say, try it. He said, try it. And I said to myself, I said, devil, you're a liar. He said, try it. And then he started quoting scriptures. Drink wine for your stomach's sake. All kind of stuff coming. The devil do bother you. And sometimes, based upon the season, it's harder than others. It's tougher than others. Oh, yeah, the devil will set you up because you got all this going on. Because the devil don't just say, get a drink. He don't just say, get a drink. He don't just say, do this or do that. He set the scenario up. He let your job fire you. And then your bills are due. And all this stuff. Then, with all that's going on, then the devil say, drink. And he's setting it up. And there are those times that it's harder to fight than others, but fight anyway. My God, can somebody put your hand together and give God praises? My comfort is in Luke 4. Luke 4. This is my comfort and what I battle with and what I fight with. And I hope this will be your comfort too. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness 40 days tempted. Oh, what relief I got in that scripture. What is your relief, Pastor? It starts off saying Jesus is full of the Holy Ghost and is being led of the Spirit, but he's being tempted. 
encouragement that I get from that is that even though I'm filled and even though I'm being spirit led, I can still be tempted. So my temptation doesn't have anything to do with my spirituality because the devil will make you think that you're not saved because you're being tempted. Who can be more full of the Holy Ghost than Jesus? And yet he is tempted. Oh, glory to God. And for me to sit here and act like I'm not tempted is to say I'm better than Jesus. To sit here now and let me, let me tell you what temptation is. Temptation has to be something that you want. It can't be something that you don't want. You can't tempt me with chocolate cake if I don't eat it. I got to like what the devil is bringing to me. And the devil don't, and some, sometimes the devil make you feel bad because you like it. You tell the devil, yes, I like it, but I'm asking God for power and I don't have to do what I like. But it, the liking is there. The devil beat you up because you wanted it. Temptation is not from the devil. It is orchestrated by him. But he uses stuff that we like. Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted. But every man was tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. Everybody got their own kind of lust. That's why some like them big and some like them small. That's why some like them dark and some like them red. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because you got your own lust in the inside. Now you sit down here and talk about, yeah, I had 10 of them come to me and I turned them down. But that wasn't your kind of lust. The right one didn't come. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Yeah, you turn them down because they wasn't the right one. But when the right one come, you got some problems. All right, Sister Holy Ghost. All right, Sister Speaking in Tongue. That's the reality of being in the flesh. Amen. Some of y'all won't say amen because you don't want nobody to look at you. But it's the truth. You got your own lust. That's why some folk eat chitlins and some folk eat, uh, eat steak. And you mentioned you mentioned chitlins to some folk. They frown up and I, I ain't eating no chitlins. I ain't. Oh boy, they stink. And then there's another person got the spoon and the fork out there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody got something that you attempted by. Everybody got something and you know. And see what the devil would do. Amen. The devil will send you. Y'all ain't said nothing. He, he will send you this mentality and this mindset that you all right because you've been dealing with stuff. Hallelujah. That you don't like anyway. But every now and then you'll come against something. That's why you got to understand. Amen. You are not exempt from temptation. You are not exempt from trial. We've got to stay on our knees and pray. Because every one of us got an own lust. Y'all done got quiet. Look at somebody and tell them it's me. Tell them again, it's me. Tell them underneath this, I got some battles. I got some fights, but I'm willing to fight. How many of y'all willing to fight? Can you put your hand together and give God praises with your deep self? How many of y'all ain't ashamed to let the church know I got some battles, I got some fight, but I'm fighting. Tell somebody I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I won't go too deep in this. I'll save some of it for the night. 
But give me quickly, go with me quickly back to Luke. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, commanded these stones that they be made bread. Now you got to understand this. Jesus has been fasting for 40 days. Uh, some of y'all been fasting. And I'm not talking about eating no bread and no water. If you came in the church and you had a lot of sex going on before you got saved, when you got saved, you fasted. Y'all ain't said nothing. Oh, y'all looking deep, but I'm telling the truth. Yeah, some of y'all been fasting 10 years and 15 years and 20 years. If you used to smoke weed, amen, you used to drink, you used to club and you've been saved 10 years, you fasting. Y'all ain't said nothing. Why y'all look all deep this morning? You want me to talk about revelation? I am your revelation. You fasting. What, what have you been fasting from? Sister Deep? What have you been fasting from, Brother Deep? Y'all ain't said nothing. Look at somebody and say, I'm on a fast. <laughs> y'all ain't said nothing here. Look at them and say, I'm on a fast. A long fast. I'm not talking about no 40 days and 40 nights. Some of y'all been fasting since you've been saved. And you've been trying to hold out. And that's the thing that the devil tempt you with. The thing that you're fasting from. And that's your battle. What you fasting from. And every now and then the devil said it's been this long. It's been that long. It's been that long. It's been that long. And there is that crave for that. Jesus had not ate bread in 40 days. And certainly he was hungry. Not only are some of you fasting. But some of you are hungry. Don't lie. You're hungry. Ooh. That's why it took you so long to turn that channel. You're hungry. Y'all ain't said nothing. That's why you said you're hungry. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. That's why you woke up look like it was tent revival going on in your bed. Y'all to catch that later. You're hungry. <laughs> That's why you've been trying to go and play the lottery because you're broke. You're hungry. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. And there is that hunger. How do I deal with my hunger? How do I deal with my thirst? How do I deal with my appetite? How do I deal with it? Because the problem is, I want it, but I have to think about how it affects me. Hallelujah. Y'all, I want to, I got to confess. I'm going to confess today. I want a piece of steak so bad. I ain't lying. I've been on this alkaline and all this other stuff, I feel like going after nine. Eat whatever I want after nine. I'm so hungry. I'm, I'm looking at food. Man, them steaks look so good. I walked in the office the other day, and they that, that office down there was Sister Sherry. Gerard and Jordan and Sister Sherry, they act like they be having a feast. I walked in there, it smelled so good. Good. Went down to other smells. 
and uh, I had to force myself to say fish. At two big old mountains, look like Mount Sinai and Mount Arabia, a pepper steak piled up. I wanted something so bad, but I have struggled with my weight, and I'm 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 scared because I, you know, I used to put weight up and take it down, put weight up and put weight up, take it down, just put it up, put it up, take it down, put it up, take it down. But this last thing that I had. We fought. Me and that fat spirit fought. <laughs> we battled. Y'all saw it was on me a long time because I'm you. When you turn a certain age, that thing, that thing was. I was struggling. It was. It was pulling me back. And man, every cake. And then, and then, in the midst of my struggle, in the midst of my struggle, then praise the Lord. Tyra gets anointed. I'm using that word for like a better term to, to do cakes. I'm battling and struggling and she bringing them cakes. And then Bree's over there doing them slushes. They were coming from the right, they were coming from the left, looked like every time. And then not only did they, did they bring them, they want me to get every flavor. Red velvet, green hawk cake, whatever it's called. I call it incredible hawk cake. And then, then the saints, every time they have something in the front, they bring it to pastor. And they bring it with a smile. Styrofoam. And they don't just give you a pat, they give you a double honor plate. They be stepping high. Them plates coming. Someday my whole death be full of food. It's all over there. I don't want to offend nobody. And then the devil said, now you know, the, the flesh said, you, you know you don't want to offend the saints. They don't went through a hard time to, to, to give you that and you don't want them. A refrigerator full. Saints just come. If I wouldn't have to uh, have anything to eat for, for months, saints are just bringing and bringing. But I had to look at my weight and look at my plate. Amen. And when I looked in the mirror and saw in the mirror and saw it was two of me. I said to myself, it's time to lose one of y'all. And I understood that it was going to take me fighting with myself. Fighting with my appetite. Fighting with my own desires. And I want to tell you, saints of God, hallelujah, don't feel bad because of the fight that you have. Don't feel bad because of the struggle that you have. And let the devil tell you that you're not saved, that you don't have the Holy Ghost, because it shocks you if you're a newborn saint. Because the Holy Ghost, you got so much of joy. You're speaking in tongue. Look like that you have just had a taste of heaven. Two or three weeks down the line. When you thought all the stuff that you had conquered. All the stuff that you were over. You thought it was gone for about two weeks. You get that Holy Ghost pro probationary period. Or you smile and you got joy. But all your saved life, there are going to be seasons of temptation. 
back and forth. Let me show you this. In the book of Luke 4, and I'm about closing 12, and Jesus answered and said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So the Lord told the devil, don't tempt me. And you can tell him that, don't tempt me. And guess what happened? In verse 13, the devil responded. And when the devil had ended all of his temptation, he departed from him for a season. So Jesus said to him, thou shalt not tempt the Lord. And the devil left, but he didn't left leave for good. There are seasons of temptation. There are seasons. So I want you to understand what you're going through does not mean that you're not saved because you experience these up and down seasons. Tempted, not tempted. Fighting and not fighting. That's the first thing to understand. I'm all right. It's a part of my Christian life. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Well, what am I to do and how do I handle it? There are certain things that are handled not by casting them out, but when it's you, it's handled by a strategy. And the strategy that God is saying, watch and pray that you enter not in temptation. But the problem is, how do you do that? Because it's easy to do something. It's easy to tell me what to do, but sometimes praying ain't easy. Are y'all with me? I say, has it ever been hard for you to pray? How many of y'all have been hard to pray? How many of y'all just got down there to pray and really couldn't say nothing? Got down there to pray and then when you felt like it praying, it wasn't going nowhere. I want to tell you, prayer don't always feel like it's working. It's not supposed to always feel like it's working. But that's the point that you trust God. If God say, watch and pray, just do it. Even if you don't feel it. I don't always, even there are two things that we are confused about. Praise and prayer. We think that we're supposed to feel praise and we think that we're supposed to feel prayer. God said, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. I'm to praise God even if I don't feel it. But it's working even if I don't feel it. Because it's not always what you feel. It's just the fact that you're doing. I got to be honest. I've taken pills in my life and still had a headache. I've taken medicine in my life and every pain that was there was still there. But I got to give that thing time to work. God is saying your prayer is working. Your praise is working. I know you feel just the same way you did when you prayed. But it is working. And after a while you're going to feel some strength. Everything that God's got for you doesn't come the day you do it. Everything that God got to tell you, sometimes I'm praising and I don't feel like praying. Sometimes I'm shouting and I don't feel like shouting. Sometimes I'm praying and I don't feel like praying. I have prayed for days and days and fasted for days and days and came out and didn't do nothing. And one day I was coming out of a long fast and didn't feel affected, didn't feel nothing. And God gave me this scripture. Those that wait upon the Lord. Every now and then you got to give God time to let the prayer work. You got to give God time to let the praise work. So if you don't feel it, do it anyway. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Come on everybody in this building ought to give God a praise and say hallelujah. Reach over and tell somebody you got to pray even when you don't feel like praying. My God, my problem was, and some of our problem was, 
I love those deep prayers when I go in and come out under the glory of God. Oh, it feels good going in. Amen. Two or three days, four or five days praying and the glory of God is resting on you. My God, your hands are going and you come to church, you feel like shouting. Look like you feel connected to every song. Feel like you feel connected to every message. But there comes those drought seasons that even when you're praying, you don't feel nothing. Amen. Can I guarantee you that yes, yes, Jesus went through an experience that he didn't feel his own prayer and he was God in flesh. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 26 he prayed the first time and didn't feel nothing. If God couldn't feel his own prayer, every now you can't feel one. He prayed and didn't feel nothing but he went down the second time and prayed the same thing you got to pray it even if you don't feel it and then he went down the third time and then he got his victory I don't know how long should I pray pastor pray until you feel it if I don't feel it I'm going to keep on going because I know the prayer is working somebody say hallelujah put your hand together and give God a praise hallelujah tell somebody it's working even if you don't see it it's working I want somebody here today that don't feel like praising God don't feel nothing don't feel nothing I mean you walked in here heavy you walked in here down you walked in here feeling defeated you walked in here feeling like you weren't saved you walked in here feeling like it was worthless coming this morning I dare you just to praise God anyway go beyond your feeling. Go beyond what you're thinking. Go beyond what you're going through and put your hand together and give God praise and say hallelujah all over this building. Let everything that have breath give God glory. Give God praise and give God thanks all over this blessing. All over this building. I don't know what you've been tempted with. I don't know what you've been fighting with but all of us are fighting with something. But what I want you to let the Lord know. Hallelujah. I'm walking by faith and not by sight and this morning I'm going to give God a victory praise regardless of what I feel regardless of what's in my mind regardless of what's in my body I'm going to bless the Lord at all times stand to your feet and put your hand together and give God praises and say thank you Jesus hallelujah look at somebody and tell them I'm in a struggle I'm in a fight I'm in a battle hallelujah but I'm going to do what it takes to win the victory I'm not going to stop fighting I'm not going to stop praying I'm not going to stop fasting I'm not going to stop praising everybody in this building put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah the problem is it comes let's stand to our feet I'm getting ready to close problem comes in the book of 2 Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians my God hallelujah the problem comes when what we're going through when what we're battling with is so hard that it takes our attention it takes our attention it takes our focus it happens did you hear me I said happens. We get stunned by what we get hit with. We get stunned by what we get slapped with. I told you why my brother, when we was fighting, and my brother, what he was teaching me, my brother hit me. Immediately when he hit me, I dropped my hands. My hands went down. I made myself vulnerable. 
because I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that to happen. Some of y'all have went through some things that you were not expecting. Mike saying you weren't expecting your husband to die just like that. He's expecting to go to the hospital, come on back out, and he's good. Some of you wasn't expecting to lose your job. Some of you wasn't expecting to trip up and to fall back or to get in or get caught up in whatever you got caught up in. You weren't expecting that. You, 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 you were hoping and looking that you had the victory. That's the truth. That's the truth. I realized something. I have passed a lot of young folk and old folk and middle-aged folk. This church looks good today, doesn't it? And I'm, I'm in constant engage, constant conversation. Risho came this morning. He just, it, it made me feel good. He said, Pastor, I just came to shake your hand. I was just sitting there. And, you know, he just came to shake your hand. If we don't understand the battle that we're going in, you'll just throw up the towel and just give up on salvation and say, I don't even want to be saved anymore. I have seen people who take periods of breaks off of church for two months and three months. And, you know, we're picking up the phone, calling, where you at, sis? Where you at? How you doing? Where you at? We ain't seen you in church in a while. You know you go through those stages. You go through those fights. You do. You do. You do. You have to keep fighting. You have to keep pushing. When God said it's a fight, I thought about it. I thought about it real hard. And Jesse, I'm so glad to see you. She gave me a call or talked the other day. And you know, Jesse had been consistent in coming to church. I don't care what's going on. She's coming to church. I don't care what's battling. She's coming to church. She's been, she been here through her ups, through her down. You got to keep doing that, through her ups and her down. She's coming. She told me, said, you know what, Pastor, I feel like I'm in that place. I'm trying to get closer. What do I need to do? Well, there's those ups and downs. That's reality. And I thought about the many fights I've been in, and I have been in some, and I got beat up quite a bit of time. But those fights sometimes allow me to get punched. Sometimes I get knocked down. And I fall when I get dirty, when I get fought. A fight may involve you getting knocked down and knocked out and dirty, but it's a fight. So living for God and living saved, you, you fall sometimes. Now, I'm not, I'm not promoting your fall. Everybody get me because there's some of y'all so deep when I talk like this, you go, oh, everybody going to start sinning. Listen, you just take care of yourself. Listen to what I'm saying. Reality is reality. I'm, you all dealing with what you think. I'm dealing with what I know. I'm dealing with, I have people that I have to talk to and counsel. I, I, know, I know the reality of what happened. So we can't ignore that it happened. But it doesn't mean because you have failed that you're not saved and that you're not trying to live saved as long as you're getting back up and trying to fight. Now, I'm not telling you to go somewhere and trip. But I'm saying you do fall. And if the, if the saints will be honest, these saints that are mature in their church now, I know y'all look mature. Y'all know y'all had struggles too. You done, got, you done got almost 60 and 70 years old and, <laughs> and your flesh got cartwheels on it, you know. <laughs> and so it don't even work no more. And now you're looking at everybody else because you got, I'm, tell, I'm being honest, 
Y'all know I'm being honest. Don't y'all look at me deep like that. But it's the truth. And so now we got a, we got a group of young people that, that man, they, are, they struggle, they fight, they battle. James and, and, and Tiberius, man, y'all don't come out of no world straight like that and you don't get no fight. You don't get no fight. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're going to have that fight. You're going to have that battle. Now, if you're 75 and you're still struggling with old flesh, and you're 75, don't think that this young flesh ain't going to have some battles. And let me tell you, I wish I could tell you that you ain't going to make no mistakes. I wish I could tell you that you ain't going to fall. But I'm going to tell you, I made mistakes. I had failures. Oh, yes, I did. Because sometimes people are scared to be saved because they know they, 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 they still got weed problems. They still got dope problems. They still got women problems. They still got milk. So we come in and say, be saved. They say, no, I don't want to be saved because I know when I get out of here, I'm going to get a hit, Pastor. They sit down and sit down scared to come and commit to God because they think that when you get saved, that means everything now becomes perfect. Now, y'all look at these people around here and I want you to look at them. They look perfect, but they're not. Every first Sunday, I have a line look like the food stamp line. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell the truth now. So they, 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 I, know, I know this ain't no perfect church. I know there are people that are struggling. On first Sunday, when I come out on first Sunday, it'd be 2, 2 a.m. And I still have the line up like the food stamp line. They don't start bringing chairs out there now. And people start rushing because people are confessing or people are dealing with stuff. And people are battling with things and people are fighting with things. That's reality. But how do I lose, Pastor, when I stop trying? How do I lose, Pastor, when I give up? And many of our young people, ATMs, yam, have given up, have stopped. I had a saint one time. There was a young man that was acting, he was acting out of order, out of the way, and the saint went to that young man. Now, that, this is not a license to sin, a license to do wrong. I want y'all to hear me. And when I talk like this, people get that, but we got to talk reality. And the saint told that young man, you ain't acting like no saved person. He acting like a boy. And that little boy was so discouraged, he was so wounded because he was only being a boy. Only being a boy. They laugh, they clown, they joke, they say things. You go and you go to them and say, hey son, you gotta change that behavior. You don't kick out his salvation. You don't tell him he's not saved. He's a trying person. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and he get back up. Thank you, Sister Bo. He get back up. Now listen, listen, listen. You be honest with yourself. You have had some failures and some things you struggle with. You're a baby. When you got a baby, a baby walks and falls. As you mature, you start learning how to walk better. You start coordinating, and you don't have as many falls as you did when you were a baby. Now, when you get a certain age and you're falling every day, then that's a problem. We got to see if you got cerebral palsy or you need a walker. There are stumbles. David said, my feet almost slipped. I've been trying to reason, Ella Smith, because I want to minister to everybody in this church. I want to, I want to minister to the people that are doing good, and I want to minister to the people that are doing bad. 
I want to minister to, to just like the prodigal son, the daddy ministered to both. The boy stayed home and the boy that left. The Bible is a book of failing men. We need to be honest. I'm going to be ministering tonight. It's a book of failing men. First man failed. Samson failed. David failed. Abraham failed. All the way over to the apostles, they failed. But there's a God that's able to keep me from falling. And, and what I want to do is get a better relationship with him. Because I'm capable of falling. So what I want to do this morning, what I want to do this morning, regardless of what your weakness is and what your strengths are. And thank you so much. Thank you, brothers and, and deacons. Thank you, Deacon Joe. It's good to look in the corner and see brothers that are, that are praying and they, they feel it with you. Because these kind of messages don't always go well with people. But thank God for people that are transparent, that are dealing with something. How many of y'all dealing with something spiritually that you fight with? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You ain't all by yourself. Listen to what God did, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave, and we're going to pray. God made Adam. So the folk, he left him there. So the cowards, so the mother men, he left him there and came back. And Adam and Eve had a fruit salad. They were tearing it up. You know what hit me? So Sharita, what hit me was God left. He left and came back. And when he left and came back, they had messed up. So it was presence that kept them. And when he came back, he fixed the problem. He fixed it, and he was willing to fix it. So my problem is presence. My problem is presence. If I can just, even if, 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 even if it's, even if it's a battle, if I can press in his presence. Now I realize I can't keep myself. Sister Brenda, uh, uh, Sister uh, 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 Bernadette. You know why she has this walker? Because she don't trust her legs. She walked in here this morning with this because she don't trust her legs. I don't trust my legs. I hope you don't trust yours. So what I'm doing this morning, I'm coming to you. God said, I have failure. I have, I have those areas in me that I am weak, but I am praying this morning that you will be my walker. I'm coming this morning because I need help. I'm being transparent. I'm being honest with you. I'm coming because I have those. And I don't care who's looking at me this morning. I'm coming to you asking you for help. And folk will look at you. And when you come into the altar, it's bad when you come to the altar. You're praying and you got your hands up and you're crying and telling everybody trying to figure out. Don't worry about missing Mrs. Want to be prophet. This is a prophet. Let's come up this morning with our hands up. Everybody in this building, lifting your hands up. I'm praying with you this morning. I'm praying to everybody in this building. Just come out front. Press. Press in his presence. Press. Lift those hands up all over the building. Just come a little closer. Just come a little closer. Everybody in the building. There's not one of us in here that don't need the help of God. Hallelujah. Not one. Not me. Not you. Not anybody. All of us. Think about your struggle that you're battling with. 
Think about your battle. Think about that tough thing that you have to deal with. Bless your sister Weston. Think about it. Think about it. Lift your hands up all over this building. Whatever it is, all over this building. First thing is to admit to God that you do have a struggle. I do have a struggle. It may be keeping my mouth shut. It may be being honest. It may be my flesh. It may be my mind. It may be bitterness. It may be anger. But God, I got it. It may be porn. I got it, Lord. Maybe smoking. Maybe drunk. I have that problem. But my hands are lifted up to you right now. Everybody lift your hands. Talk to God about your battle. Lift your hands up. Let's talk to God. God, I thank you. I need you, Lord. I can't do this on my own. I realize my potential, but I also realize my problem. I'm not coming out here with a glorified look, God. I'm not coming out here with my chest stuck up. I'm not coming out here like I'm all that. I'm coming out here, God, because I have a problem. I, too, have a battle. I, too, have a fight. Everybody in this building. And God, sometimes I feel like giving up. Sometimes I do feel like just throwing in the towel. Sometimes I feel that way, God, because the battle is so strong. The weight is so strong. Sometimes I feel like just giving up and turning loose. But God, I need your help. I need your help. I'm not going to sit at this altar and lie. I need your help. I cannot make this by myself. And if I am going to live the life that you want me to live, you're going to have to help me this morning. You're going to have to help me because I can't do it by myself. I can't make it on my own. You're going to have to help me. It's not in me to do it by myself. My own flesh, my own mind is fighting against me. My, my own will is fighting against me. God, you got to help me. You got to help me. You got to give me strength. Just like people depend upon you for healing, people depend upon you for deliverance. God, I'm depending upon you to help me and to keep me from falling. God, because my mind, my flesh, my body, my thoughts are all against what you have said. I need your help. Now lift your hands up in this place and pray. I don't care if you don't feel it, pray. Just pray. Open your mouth. Pray. God, help me. Pray. Don't let guilt and the weight of guilt and the weight of shame and the weight of heaven. Don't let any of that. You got to press your way through all of that. Regardless of your failures, regardless of what has happened, regardless of what you did, regardless of where you are, press your way. Press your way. Press your way. Press your way. I'm pressing God. I'm trying to press my way. I'm battling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm here. I'm here. God, you know that deep down in me, think about that. Deep down in me, I really do want to be saved. I really do. God, you know it. You know it. You know it. I wouldn't have been here so long if I wasn't trying. You know it, God. You know I really do. I really do. I really do. But I got this mind problem, this flesh problem. I got this back. I really do. But my thoughts. I really do, God. I really do. I really do. God, I'm not playing with you. I'm not... I'm not faking, I really do. I really do, but I got this habit. I really do, God. I really do, God. I don't want to smoke no more. I don't want to drink no more. I don't want to do that. I really do. But God, I am struggling. I'm in the middle of a battle. You see.
saw me praying. You saw me fasting. You saw me turning down my plate. You saw me trying. God, now I need you to help me because I cannot. Come on, let's pray sincerely. I cannot. I cannot. I can't keep this attitude on my own. I can't keep my flesh in check on my own. Come on, saints. Y'all pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. I really do, God. And God, I know I've made mistakes in my life. I know sometimes, God, I know I've made repeated mistakes. I made mistakes over and over again. I made repeated mistakes. I made mistakes with what I said. I made mistakes with what I've done. I made errors, but here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Please, Lord, you got to help me. You got to help me. I really do need help. I'm praying, Lord. I see how weak I am. I see how vulnerable I am. I see where I am, man. God, I need your help. I need your help. I'm not going to sit here like a hypocrite and say I don't need it. I'm not going to sit here and say, Lord, I need, I'm not saying that I need your help. God, I need help with homosexuality, trying to get out of it. I need help, God, with my temper. I need help with my attitude. I need help with my mindset. I need help, Lord. I need help. 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 I need help, Jesus. I need you, Lord. I need you. I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you. I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my own. I want to be that preacher. I want to be that man of God. I want to be that woman of God. Hallelujah. 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 Something is happening here. Hallelujah. God, I'm here this morning because I need help. I could have been at a club. I could have been at a bar. I could have been somewhere else. I'm grown, Lord. I don't have to come to church this morning. I don't have to press through this. I'm here because I need some strength. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here because I need strength. I need help. Now, real simple. What I want you to do. What I want you to do. What I want you to do. I want you to grab somebody's hand next to you and lift it in the air. 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 My God. Lift it in the air. I want you to open your mouth and say, we're all in need of him. Every one of us. I mean, that, 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 that go for Apostle C.A. Coward down to the youngest baby in this church. Oh, God, we're all in need of it. We're all in need. I stripped myself of all pride and all arrogance. I stripped myself of my, my ways, my arrogance. I stripped myself of titles and positions and I just say I need your help I need your help I need your help I want you to pray right now I know the devil telling you don't pray it ain't gonna work but pray about that struggle that you have just pray about it pray about it pray about it pray about it it's being affected pray about it pray about it pray about it Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. I need help forgiving. Pray about it. 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 Don't give up. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop coming to the prayer room. Don't stop fasting. 
Hallelujah. Yes, God is a battle, but I ain't gonna stop. 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 Press your way. 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 Pressure away. Pressure away. Pressure away. 